Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. Girls, cats and dogs of all ages, welcome and good morning to Small Business Mornings. It's freaking Monday. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. This meeting is a daily meeting for small business owners so we can look at each other in the eyeball, say good morning, drink a coffee, and pretty much find the meaning of everything that we're doing. Because building a small business is lonely and hard. Say it with me. Don't grow it alone. So thank you for joining us today. And when you tune in, drop into the comments and let me know that you're here. So that way I know I'm not just speaking into the void because uh, that's what it feels like sometimes. Let's talk about what's on today's show because I got good stuff on today's show. I got really good stuff. I got extra large good stuff today. And I have props. Yes, I have props. So first of all, on the news today, Blue Collar is in the news. The Big Ten is in the news. We had a ridiculous rebellion failure. I'm going to talk about taking a big risk and failing mucho big time. We'll talk about that on the show today. We'll go over the weekend. How was your weekend? What did you do? Anything cool or anything fun? Uh, and the bananas are coming. Oh, man. The bananas are coming. Our Bananas fundraiser is on sale to the public today. We'll talk about that as well. A reminder to you that our show is now podcast, so if you don't want to find us on the web every single day, I will come to you. I will go directly to your smartphone. As soon as I'm done with the show, I podcast it. So if you can't make it to your screen, you've always got your phone in your hand so you can find us uh, wherever you are. And yes, Alan, thank you for herding me. It was a learning experience, not a failure, but we will definitely talk about that. And good morning to one of our Facebook uh, viewers that has tuned in to say good morning. And I would love to have your names come up with your Facebook comments Facebook is really weird about privacy and security and stuff. So you got to click this link and that way it will authorize you to share your name with us in the comments. So if you plan on joining us, which I hope you do, scan the QR code and that way we can include your name properly in the comments when you share them with us. All right. So, oh, Consuela. Good morning, Consuela. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Let's talk about the news because there is some stuff in the news that's worth talking about. And there's stuff in the news that's not worth talking about. So I opened the news this morning. Ukraine, uh, bombings, Trump. Ooh, it's hot in the summer. Who knew? No, I'm just not in the mood to talk about any of that stuff. I'm like, what can I talk about? What's something that you need to hear about that you might give a darn about? So I found one thing that I thought you might be interested in. So here's a gut check. This news story is a gut check. If you're a parent and I were to say to you, uh, listen, uh, we'll use Alan as, as, as the example. Okay, Alan, uh, we sit down, cup of coffee, Alan and I at Starbucks. Okay, Alan, your son is not going to go to college. In fact, your son is going to be a construction worker. 
How would you react? Now, be honest. How would you react? Well, I think unless you have construction workers in your family, I think I know how you reacted with a, hmm, uh, hmm, right? That's how people react. Many people, not all, many people react if they thought their kid was not going to go to college, they were going to go straight into the trades or become a construction worker. Right now, the blue-collar industry can't find anyone to work. A massive employee shortage. It's tough in the white-collar world to find people to work, but in the blue-collar world, the story this morning, and I'm sure this isn't breaking news to anyone in the blue-collar world, but there is a story out this morning saying that there's way more projects and way more funding than people available to do the work. The story this morning says 546,000 jobs need to be filled above the normal hiring pace for the rest of this year. And the thing is, mathematically, it's not going to happen. Like There aren't enough workers right now to fill those jobs. Good morning, Wendy. Thanks for tuning in. So mathematically, they're not there. So the reason why I wanted to bring that up is that, one, it's insane that we have all of this opportunity out there, but I think we kind of did it to ourselves. If you think back to um, what we've been talking about with our children for the last, I don't know, my entire life, and I'm 28 years old, my entire life, the only thing we've talked about is, well, if you want to get ahead, son, if you want to get ahead, daughter, work hard and go to college and go get a job. Because 99% of you that are watching right now are white-collar workers, right? So when I brought up your son's going to be a blue-collar worker, you probably went, mm, I don't know about that. My son or daughter's going to go to college. And look at the jobs that kids are getting out of college right now. Ooh, wow, son, congratulations on all that college debt. Uh, you now get to be the assistant to the manager of the department for whatever at company X. So there, there's a choice now for, for, for children and young adults to go out into the workforce and get a real job that's really paying right now, today. I could turn off all this stuff. Now, I couldn't do it because I'm way too soft. If I wasn't Charmin soft and a total wuss, I could actually go do a blue collar job. But personally, I'm way too soft to work with my hands. Like I get blisters from playing golf, okay, let alone going out and doing like a real blue collar job. But if I wasn't such an indoor cat and I wanted to go get a real job, I could walk onto a construction site, and make $50,000 a year, just with no training right now, they're hiring 50 K a year, like $28 an hour or something like that, just to go do literally anything. And that's before you get any specialization and do like a proper blue collar job, like a, a training system and learn how to be a welder or a plumber or whatever it is, those folks are killing it, killing it. So I wonder, and this is the deep thought and the reason why I wanted to bring it up, would we be in this situation if we didn't spend the last 82 years telling kids the only way to get ahead is to go to college? Probably we wouldn't be in this situation. Construction work, they're dying for people. Uh, and they're looking for blue-collar workers. So if someone in your life says, you know what, Dad, I don't think college is for me, great. You're going to have a job for life, and you probably will find a job that's got union protection. So you're good, kid. Just go work hard, don't do drugs, and you're going to make plenty of money, right?
I guess it depends on what state you live in. You know what I'm saying? Just work hard. You'll be fine because there are a lot of jobs out there. Okay. Here's the second news story. This one's a little bit more uplifting. Uh, there is a hot rumor, hot, 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 hot rumor this morning, breaking rumor. Is that a thing? But there's a hot rumor this morning that there's going to be a major shakeup in semi-pro football. Did you know there's semi-pro football? Of course there's semi-pro football. It's college football. Yes. Semi-pro. It always has been semi-pro. It's just now officially semi-pro, but the big 10, which used to be just 10 schools. Now it's 41. They're adding USC and UCLA. The hot rumor this morning is that they're going to add four more schools by the end of this week into the Big Ten. And these are real schools. This isn't Illinois State, which is the Harvard of Bloomington Normal that I went to. I mean, these are real schools. Clemson, Florida State, Oregon, and Washington. Like real Schools, And then the Big Ten would have this massive national reach. It would have Oregon and Washington in the Northwest. It would have, I'm like a weatherman right now. All right, so over here on the West Coast, you'll see uh, Oregon and Washington. And then down here, there's a front moving through US, USC and UCLA. Uh, Florida State is now a member of the Big Ten. Clemson is right here. And then, of course, up in the Northeast, you get the point. The Big Ten would have a ridiculous reach if we add in uh, those schools. Okay, so fine. Let's hear it now. Roll Tide. Thank you, Aaron. Abby Miller. Yes, of course. Uh, Go Hawks. Got that. Sure. So you might as well shout out your school because uh, when I went to Illinois State, we really weren't good at anything except for drinking. I think we were runners-up national champions for drinking beer. Uh, but now actually their football team is pretty decent. They're not in division one, I, I don't think, but they've had a couple of decent years at Illinois state, but, um, yeah, we were semi-pro at drinking. That was about it. All right. So that's the breaking news story this morning that the big 10 might become the big 97, the big 97 playing all your favorites. All right. So here's the meme of the day. Should we do the meme of the day? Cause I actually have two memes of the day. I'm going to tell the story about the giant failure here in a minute, uh, which includes pictures. So there's actually some uh, multimedia failure happening in a minute. But here's the meme of the day. And I love this meme. All of my problems in life, football season. Damn right. (laughs) I I love that meme because no matter how bad of a day I'm having, no matter how bad of a day I'm having, Bears, they kick off even if they suck. Well, let's rephrase. They always suck. When they suck, it still is therapy. So there, that's your meme of the day. It just makes me laugh. And speaking of football season, there is preseason football for sickos like me this Thursday preseason football action. The Jets are playing somebody and no, we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They could run out the team executives. I'm going to be watching because daddy needs some football. So preseason football starts this week. College football begins in four weeks. I absolutely cannot wait. All right, let's go to the second meme of the day because we're going to talk about big giant failure, shall we? This is the second meme of the day. So, okay, Friday night 
here in Milwaukee, giant storms came through. Redonkulous giant storms came through. I slept through it because I'm an old man and go to bed at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. But anyway, I slept through it. Massive storms, whatever. Uh, and this meme, or uh, picture at least, was uh, on my social media feed the next morning. So it's a knocked, o- knocked over porta potty. Why is this the meme of the day? It's the meme of the day because it accurately reflects exactly how I was feeling all weekend. You're not getting it yet? Okay. Computer enhance. Bloop. Hmm. Okay. Knocked over porta potty. Getting it and still not getting it. Okay. Enhance. Bloop. Yes. Ah. <laughs> So this is accurately reflecting how I felt all weekend. Pat's services on a porta potty knocked over. <laughs> so to bring you up to speed, and the reason why this knocked over porta potty accurately reflected how I felt over the weekend, uh, we decided, I decided, I always say we like a b- bigger company, it's me. I decided to host an event. We were going to bring Mike Michalowicz in, the author of Profit First, and Kylie Peters, and Dr. Donna Smith-Bellinger, all these smart people, put on an event in person. 200 people could get there. I went all out, promoted the stuff out of it, found brilliant, amazing sponsors. It was going to be the greatest in Illinois, no less, right? I'm from Chicagoland. I was so excited to bring that there. So before we talk about what we did, we canceled it. But before I tell you why we canceled it and what I learned from it, I want to thank everyone that bought a ticket because we did sell some tickets. And I want to thank those of you that sponsored the event because you're nice smelling and beautiful and I appreciate you. But it just wasn't meant to be. So why did I cancel it? Well, I canceled it because butts and seats matter. And I canceled it because our guests, our sponsors, and our speakers deserve a full room, right? So we didn't have enough butts and seats, and we weren't going to have a full room, and I didn't want to have an event that was less than what you deserve. I didn't want to have an Idea Collective event not be world-class, just the best I could put on. So I ended up canceling it. And that, if we've met, hi. Hi. If we've met, you know that that was just, just killed me to do that. Because the only way a guy can sit in his basement and do a show that I'm pretending one day will connect entrepreneurs everywhere is belief. You have to believe that you're doing something that's going to help people on the other end of the screen. You have to believe that you're doing a radio show that someone on the other end of the radio is enjoying because you don't get to see their reaction. You don't get to talk with them. You just have to believe that you're doing the right thing. Same thing with this. You think about the event, you think about the experience, you cast the right speakers, you think about how could you get the most out of this event? And you have to believe that this is going to work. And then you put it on sale And it doesn't go. 
Now, anyone that's ever done events, you know, events are tough. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And it doesn't mean anything against the vision that I casted. Casted, cast, whatever. It doesn't have anything to do with that per se. But the reason why Pat's services were a porta potty knocked over is it's like I had this belief that I so wanted it to become true. And we worked so hard and it didn't happen. So that's how I felt. All right. So what did I learn from it? Yeah. Mm hmm. Ha ha. What did I learn from it? Doesn't it sound better when you do that? Ha ha. Like this is really a big thing that I learned. Not really, but it's fun to say that. One of the things that I learned is uh, common sense rules. So the fatal flaw with the event that I was putting on in Illinois is that it was a Saturday in August in the Midwest at the end of August, middle to end of August, August 19th. So what is everyone doing on a Saturday in August? Literally anything other than businessing. Literally anything. Name something it's not businessing. Now, the reason why we picked that day is because that's when the speakers were available and blah, 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 blah. But I didn't use common sense. Big learning lesson. And one prominent commentator makes a joke that every president should have a director of common sense on their cabinet. Someone that literally sits there just to say, mm, uh, that's, that's not a good idea because Cole's 30% off is happening at that time. You probably don't want to do that. Like someone just to run their policies through <laughs> to make sure. And yes, Wendy's given me an exa a great example, right? That uh, I wanted to go, but I'm officiating a wedding that day. So uh, Wendy's busy and you're all busy. And I know that. So director of common sense would have been uh, helpful. But we tried and it didn't work. And when you try something and it doesn't work, you end up feeling like a porta potty knocked over. Now, here's what I did have. The Idea Collective community like rushed in to help me feel better. Uh, I've had some great conversations. You know, we all kind of agreed that it was a good idea, just bad timing. And it just didn't happen. And I'm like one day away from not feeling like a porta potty knocked over. But that's pretty much what happened. And I have a prop to show you. I have a prop to show you. This will encapsulate everything and probably end the discussion of the failed rebellion, which sounds very Napoleonic, doesn't it? Well, I planned a rebellion and it failed. That probably put me on some FBI watch list because I planned a rebellion and it failed, right? So this might be the last time I get to talk to you because I'll be in NSA custody or something. Uh, but here, check this out. Here's the prop. And this is, you know what? I almost don't want to show you because this is going to make Brad Herta way too happy. Should I show you anyway? Do you know Brad Herta? Yeah. All right. This is going to make Brad way too happy. There. This is what it was. It was a giant L. A giant L. There, screenshot that with me looking over the L. Giant L. There you go. It was a giant L. It wasn't an L. It was a giant L. There you go, Brad Herta. You're welcome. And yes, I showed you. And yes, Sarah Deacon, you're a fabulous person. You were going to be there, and I appreciate you for buying your ticket. Thank you very much. 
So there you go, Brad. I hope you got your screenshot of me showing your giant L. And if you want the backstory on that, inside, well, at Wrigley Field, when the Cubs win, which is awesome, they fly a big white W flag, a win flag. When they lose, they fly a blue L flag. On my traditional working set for the Idea Collective right over here, I have the giant win flag, white win flag. Well, Brad thought it would be funny to send me a blue L flag. So he did. And yes, you're exactly right, Alan. Brad's head is going to explode. So I have the big blue L flag, and I figured this would be the appropriate time to fly it, seeing how I had a giant L. God, you're I'm never going to hear the end of that, am I, Alan? That was stupid. What did I do that for? All right, fine. Uh, let's talk about good stuff, shall we? Oh, wait, there's one more thing I want to share before we get off this. And in case you're not in the Idea Collective community, I just want to share the last piece of this because I put this up in the community. But in case you're not and you didn't see that, my job as the idea coach is to look through your BS and say, no, you can take that risk. Why don't you go try it? Like my job is to help you think bigger and keep your eyes on the horizon and what could be rather than letting you operate in the today. So when I push you to take great big risks, uh, sometimes you'll fail. Well, when I take a great big risk and I fail, it's my job to put that on camera and talk about it because maybe there's something that I did that you can learn from, or I can underscore the idea that I'm not perfect and I'm the one person on LinkedIn that will say I screwed up big time because screwing up big time happens. Failing happens. And everything, now this is the thing, this is the thing I hope you take away from everything. This is the headline. This is the most important thing I'll say all day. And this is so true. Everything you want in life is on the other side of being uncomfortable. And everything you want in life will happen after you take a risk. Everything. Everything you want is on the other side of taking a risk. It was a new format. It was one day. It was a new sponsor. It was a new city. It was a new all of this stuff. But everything you want in life is on the other side of a big risk. So please don't stop taking risks. And as soon as my ego recovers, I'll be back on it taking great big risks. In fact, we have a great big risk that we're going to share here in just a few minutes because the Savannah Bananas tickets are on sale, which is going to be amazing. So there you go. That's my motivational quote for the day. Everything you want is on the other side of a great big risk. All right. So let's talk about what we did this weekend. And I want you to type into the chat what you did this weekend. What did you do this weekend that made you feel alive? What did you do this weekend that you loved? What did you do this weekend that you really enjoyed? It could be big. It could be small. It could be a farmer's market. It could be I bought a new car. Although you'd have to be a billionaire to buy a new car right now. Like the loans? Seriously? So what did you do this weekend? Share one thing you did in the weekend, this weekend in the comments. So I was feeling like the tipped over porta potty. So my loving wife, Abby, who's watching the show this morning, good morning, sweets. I appreciate you. Uh, we went to the beer garden Friday night for therapy, uh, no, Saturday night, excuse me, for therapy. Uh, and she was trying to cheer me up all weekend because she's a wonderful spouse and I love her dearly. Um, so thank you for that. My dad and I went for a therapeutic casino trip and uh, got some burgers at Camino in West Dallas, and we had time, took the nap, hit the golf ball, beautiful weather all this weekend. So what did you do this weekend 
to make everything happen. Come on, share something you did this weekend. Thank you very much. So let's see. Aaron said, threw my five-year-old granddaughter a birthday party and jumped on the bounce house with her. That's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you're supposed to do over the weekend. Let's see. Abby, yes, well, I finished one book and started another. Okay, very good. Right? We have to celebrate our weekends. We have to celebrate our time. So as you think about and reflect on the good things that happened over the weekend, remember that your hard work during the week bought you the time and the money to do whatever that thing was. So the weekend ends. Okay, It's now Monday morning. And I think I might have shared this before. This set is inside my real office. And right over here is our love seat and couch. And every morning, Abby comes down and we have our coffee together. We check in, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of the inspiration for this show where we get a chance to talk with one another and kind of, um, you know, just check in. And as we sat down this morning, <laughs> um, she all of a sudden brought up death. <laughs> what? Like, I'm already tipped over porta potty getting ready to start today's show. And Abby and I had an in depth conversation about dying. So, I don't like look at all these beautiful things that people did over the weekend, right? Beautiful things that people did. But we started our week with uh, getting healthy and saving more money and all the things that could kill us and how sad it would be if the other one, like, that's what we did this morning. No, 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 no. You're not morbid, Abby. That's not what I mean, morbid. It was just one of those conversations that you have with your spouse where it's like, well, we're going to kick the bucket. <laughs> so hopefully you're having a good day, right? And I'm, I, I'm, it feels so good to see you this morning because I just needed to be around folks that get it. So this is how small business mornings are, right? Like there are days when you're ready to go, you're all set. And then there are days when it's your life. You sit down with your spouse and you talk about, well, well you're going to die someday. <laughs> So yeah, it's good to see you. Okay, can we talk about good things now? Finally, can we talk about good things now? Yes, let's talk about good things now. Let's talk about the Savannah Bananas. Can we talk about this? Here, wait, I need a prop. I got one more prop. There. Hold on, let me show you my prop. Can you see my prop? Right there, baby. It's banana time. So the bananas... If you don't know about the Savannah Bananas, this is such a wonderful day for you because you get to meet the Savannah Bananas. They are the hottest thing going in sports. Uh, they're selling out every stadium that they go to. And they're such a big deal that this minor league baseball team is now traveling the country, selling out stadiums all around the country. They're coming to Milwaukee. Now, members of the Idea Collective, we had the chance to meet the Savannah Bananas and Jesse Cole, their founder, when he came to speak at the Idea Collective Retreat, November 9th through the 11th, by the way. And then we all, all of us road tripped. He was so magnetic and so amazing. We took 50 people, I think it was, and we all drove to Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City to watch them play ball. And it was 
too much fun. Too much fun. So now they're coming to Milwaukee. So when they came to Milwaukee, I picked up the phone. Hey, guys, remember us? We got a block of tickets, which is amazing because you can't get a block of tickets because they have hundreds, hundreds, plural, of thousands of people waiting to get these tickets. They're playing games in early September. At the Idea Collective Retreat last year, I said, listen, I'm going to find ways to raise money for the Islands of Brilliance charity here in Milwaukee this year. This is a perfect opportunity. So we pulled a few more strings, and now we're doing a Meet the Team fundraising event, and we all get to go see the game together. This is the hottest ticket in town. I I don't care what you're talking about. This ticket is hotter. It's Hot, 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 And the tickets are now on sale. So shall we talk about the Savannah Bananas fundraiser? Last week, we put the tickets on sale to the Idea Collective community, the donors of Islands of Brilliance and customers of Bank 5.9. We have 120 tickets available. We've sold 70 already. We've sold 70 of the 120 that are available. And what we're going to do is Thursday night, September 7th, we have rented out the entire Whirly Ball venue, the entire venue. And at six o'clock, we're going to get together. We're going to start drinking beer. We're going to eat some pizza. We're going to Whirly Ball. We're going to bowl. And then, and then the bananas are going to show up. And I don't mean like just splits the mascot. I mean, the mascot the Banana Nanas, their senior citizen dancing team, uh, the Dad Bod Squad, uh, Jesse and his yellow tux. Like, everyone is going to show up. The whole team. They're going to come and bowl and whirly ball and, and all of this amazing stuff. So not only do we get to see him play ball on Saturday the 9th, Thursday night the 7th, we get to hang out with them. And when you buy your ticket, you get access to both the fundraiser, and the game. Here's the problem. These tickets are super crazy hot, and now they're on sale to the public. So you better get one quick, because if you don't, you're not going to be able to come and have like the most fun of all time. So we're going to start raising money for the bananas, which is amazing, or for the Islands of Brilliance. That night, we're going to do some silent auctions and some live auctions as well to raise even more money. And then at the end of the night, and this is just like I can picture it, at the end of the night, Jesse and the Bananas are going to lead us in Hey Baby, which is their signature dance that they teach everybody at the games. And they're going to teach us, just us, inside the Whirly Ball ballroom. It's going to be, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And you're going to look back on it and say, remember that time we did the thing? And you too will have a hat. I guarantee it. Like these guys are the best. So anyway, tickets are on sale now and you should probably grab one before they're gone. Because when they're gone, I cannot get any more. Uh, And I would love to see you there at the event because it's going to be uh, literally too much fun for sure. Okay, quick reminder before we sign off for today, this show is now a podcast and I'd love to have you download it. That way I can be in your phone every single day. Uh, Just got to click the right link there. There it is. Small Business Mornings is now a podcast. So grab the link and that way I can start my day off with you. 
And I promise, I promise, I'm like this close to not being a tipped over porta potty anymore. This close. By tomorrow morning, I'll be back at it. Sunshine, roses, rainbows, bottomless chocolate shakes, whatever it is that makes you happy. I'll have that on the air here. But you know what? Some days, tipped over porta potty. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, and if you're enjoying the show, uh, please let me know because I would love to have you be a part of what we're building here because I think this daily conversation is something that we all need so we can charge up the hill of entrepreneurship together. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m.